0: Welcome to this week's episode of Two Guys and Some Horror. In this week's episode, we're talking about 1980s John Carpenter film, The Fog. So this will be uh, the kickoff to our John Carpenter month. Um, next week, we have another great episode that we've actually already recorded, but uh, don't worry about the man behind the curtain here. This film was written by John Carpenter and Everhill, Hill, who also helped write Halloween um the budget for this was only one million and the body count was six six
1: also jamie lee curtis and her mother star Star in
0: this film Mm -hmm. yeah so um hello how are you how you doing clark
1: doing wonderful man it's good to be here it's always good to be here how about yourself curtis i'm doing good
0: today was a work from home day so uh, we're trying out a new setup today we got two mics not one two mics normally we're just recording on my one mic but today we're trying out something a little different so we'll see how it goes uh i'm excited we got a little got a little distance between us there's a we got a large space between us (laughs) we
1: could both be eating a pizza right now if you really wanted to
0: our own pizzas
1: yeah exactly it's perfect in honor
0: of teenage mutant ninja turtles
1: oh great great wonderful what what about ninja turtles
0: it's it's like their anniversary 25th anniversary of the original film yeah
1: eastman and laird oh yeah
0: it's on netflix check it out oh really I'm, i'm in all right, so let's go ahead and move on to Clark's quick review.
1: Yar, it be true this movie be about pirates. It it be basically Christine or Maximum Overdrive, where a fog takes over shit and turns it alive. But not really, and pirates be killing all the people in the village for no real reason except for cold. Yar. This is an okay movie. This is this is one of those movies that you watch, and then you're like, ah, and then you forget about
0: it. I would agree. I agree completely. Um, also, great job on your quick review. Love it. Keep them coming. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into the synopsis and the discussion of this movie. It shouldn't take very long, because it's really not that much to it. It's, it's a good movie, not a great movie, like we said, um, but it is a John Carpenter film, so right. there are some really nice aspects to it starts yeah.
1: off very, very slow, and I feel that like that is a major drawback of this film, is it does a good job of building up the tension, but it doesn't really feel like there's any repercussions to it. It's just kind of like, oh, people died, and it happened. and I don't know. At the very beginning, we, we get to hear Stevie, who has a very sexy and sultry
0: voice. Are you skipping Grandpa? Oh, no, at I the would campfire? never skip Grandpa. So we get the exposition yeah. uh, about... Um, alamo bay antonio bay from the uh, priest from no, no no sorry from uh grandpa the campfire with andrew the kid oh right. so he's telling the campfire story which by the way this soundtrack if you like john carpenter this is a really good soundtrack because that's how the soundtrack starts as well he um did, yeah it, it it uh basically it's 12 o'clock and he's telling this campfire story about the ghost so he gives a really good exposition about the uh founder's of said town and you know it, it just really sets the mood i think it it's first of all it's super slow it's very slow based. um so is this exposition and so we'll fast forward through it that way you guys don't have to suffer with us but
1: you don't, you don't want to talk about the campfire story well it moves to farmer malone right after and it then does father yeah father malone who is an alcoholic priest he finds the diary of his grandfather
0: he does a rock falls out of the wall a stone right. falls out of the wall and i think. Um, because this is the 100th anniversary of Antonio Bay. Um, and this is like the ghosts, you know, starting to move in. That was the beginning. That right. rock falling and him finding the diary.
1: They're about to have like a giant party. Um, yeah. Celebration the of some, some sort. sort. Of celebra- yeah, perfect. And then uh, he sees that uh, in the diary at some point, it says like six of the founders, including his grandfather, the, the priest's grandfathers, they deliberately sank a, uh, a ship. That was owned by uh, some wealthy man with leprosy. And the six conspirators kind of lit the lit the ship on fire.
0: Basically, yes. Yeah, it's, it's basically the lepers were asking... They would give them gold, right? In order to live just a couple hundred miles north of where Antonio Bay was. And they would never bother Antonio Bay. And the father, um, back in the day, father, his great-grandfather, Father Malone, whatever decided um that it would be okay they'd figure it out but it was the other founding fathers that started to create that that um mutiny basically against but
1: all six of them burned down the ship they all like, basically are yeah you're guilty by association they stole their gold yeah they stole the the, the leopard pirates gold because yeah. they're pirates now they they want their gold back
0: um yeah. they're ghost pirates
1: at the very beginning like the fog kind of slowly goes in and it kills people um
0: uh yeah i mean i mean it's so you're yeah. talking about the the seagrass
1: well we see the guy The he's in the shop like right after father malone and he's using he's failing to use a push broom collect correctly mm-hmm. he's uh <laughs> yeah no no offense
0: just that kid has no idea how to use a push broom and he also drinks out of the orange juice and then puts it back in the thing like that's so gross
1: yeah this is a store by the way the fda would not approve no
0: oh what the hell's wrong with you don't touch the orange juice man i drink that shit anyways so he doesn't know how to use a push broom he's drinking out of cups being a bitch and then we move on to um it, 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 does the fog roll in there and do it doesn't do any harm to him though i
1: don't think anybody dies until the fisherman.
0: yeah till the seagrass right yep. so let's um i mean are we there yet i think we might be there yet no yeah, we we're close. We're close. Six minutes after midnight, all the cars in the town. This is what you were talking about with the Christine slash Maximum Overdrive kind of moment, where all the cars decide to lose their shit at the same time. Well,
1: and also the uh, like the gas pumps, everything's kind of going off. It's it's like inanimate objects are kind of being moved around on their own. It was. Little, it was. It was a, a bit spoopy. Of, it was spoopy. Spoopy. you <laughs> spoopy. Five, me. Ooh, spoopy. so
0: so we get uh then then we have jamie lee curtis hopping in a car with tom atkins right and she so she gets in the car in the truck with him then she decides to ask are are you weird and he's like yeah yeah totally weird oh thank god thank god (laughs) because the last guy who picked me up was totally normal and it just drove me nuts by the time we got to the town he was in love with me yeah it was it was a weird conversation
1: even though the two of them hit it off oh, directly man. after and decide <laughs> Tom yeah Tom Atkins always tends to uh, to wink the blink in all of his horror movies I don't understand why he's not the most attractive man in
0: the world but he was your typical uh, perfect person to cast I guess in that time late 70s early 80s as a Don Juan but I don't get it I don't see it and you have the charisma
1: I understand him as charisma, a charisma yes but him as a doctor yes but not so much in this movie. I don't I don't even remember. I think it was like, he did stuff with boats. It wasn't...
0: No, he was a fisherman, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't he, very he, interesting. Lucrative fisherman.
1: A very lucrative. <laughs>
0: so so let's get back to Dan the weatherman because this is favorite part. Well, the windows, the well, the windows your of your the truck, part. while they're driving, oh, yeah, get blown yeah. out.
1: Like, that. that's important. And they look, And chairs start to move, TVs turn on, and, you know, after they arrive at, like, the coastal house, but, you know, you're talking about the fishermen, like, they get killed by supernatural attackers when the fog kind of covers. And you see in the mm-hmm. shade shadows in, in the fog, but we don't really get a close eye on what kills them.
0: You really don't get a good look at these ghost pirates, I'd say, until the end of the movie. Even then. Like, well, no, you get, um, what you, his name is. You What's see, you yeah. see one, but. That's the only one you see.
1: It's not even a good shot of what they look like. It's just a shadow. Um.
0: That's fair. Yeah, yes. Blake Blake is the only one you see, and you barely see. I mean, you get a good look at his face, I guess. They have really cool makeup on the eyes, right? But that's about it. Yeah,
1: no, I, I liked the 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 eyes look there. It was they the good, spoopiness. Good effects. good effects. Yeah, too spoopy. But Nick, who is Tom Atkins' character, he and Elizabeth, who is uh, the character of Jamie Lee Curtis, they arrive at the home. They they're doing some they're doing some heavy heavy coitus oh yes that stuff um they get to fucking (laughs) whoa
0: that is uh that's a hat tip to uh horror movie night another podcast that i enjoy oh nice one of the the characters whenever he mentions sex he says get to fucking
1: i love it i love it (laughs) but they hear a knock on the door and they see like a shadowy figure the clock strikes 1 a.m and the clock cracks right as nick opens the door and there's nobody there, and the fog just kind of goes away.
0: Do you think that's daybreak? One AM? I mean, honestly, sunrise isn't until what four o'clock usually, earliest.
1: Honestly, I don't. I think this is before it's the time where they're able to even do anything with their full abilities or yeah, whatever. They,
0: they killed the guys on the boat.
1: Yeah, but they were on the boat, and the fog was starting to roll into the town. Oh, fair, like, fair enough. Yeah, I, I didn't assume, have enough like, time to like get in. I would assume it had to roll back in because. Like, the following day, the, the kid finds, like, a golden doubloon, and it turns into wood.
0: Mm-hmm. Driftwood.
1: Like, wood that just says Dane.
0: Yes. I, I wrote that down because I knew it had something to do with the story, and I wanted to make sure I didn't screw that up. Right. <laughs> Dane. Dane. So, Dane. so Elizabeth Dane is the name of the boat. Right. Right. We learn that later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis's character's name is Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. But we don't ever find her last name. But she then goes, and I know I'm fast forwarding really hard here, but we'll come back. Yeah, we'll come back. Um, but it, she goes on later because you mentioned we the got clock. Half her kill count. You count. you mentioned the exploding windows in the truck, the right. clock, um, all the horrible things that are happening in town. She basically tells Nick Castle, like, "Hey, this is this is my fault. Ever since I've been here,
1: weird things happen. Weird when things I'm have been
0: happening. Yeah, and I'm like, so I start to think." What if Elizabeth is actually connected to Elizabeth Dane somehow, the boat?
1: What if Elizabeth is Laurie Strode?
0: And then Michael shows up. Oh. And the babysitter gets killed. Ooh.
1: No babysitters this time. There was. Oh,
0: Andrew has the babysitter, Beatrice, or whatever her name is. Anyways, we're going to go right back to where we were. Okay, so I want to hear more about your love for Stevie.
1: For Stevie? Oh, Stevie's got a great voice, but... uh... The one thing I don't like is the is Dan, the weatherman, who keeps, you know, he makes, he keeps making passes at her, and they're very obvious, and she's very much deflecting them, and he's like, you coming to the party tonight? When do I get to see you
0: next? And well, and every time he's talking to her, he's calling her sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, this is a total late 80s, or late 70s, early 80s, like, guys thought that that was totally normal and okay, and it's just... I mean, nowadays
1: she... she's single, he's single. He, he wants to mingle. She might not, and it, who cares what she thinks? You got to keep pursuing what you want, and maybe yeah. someday you'll get it. And a lot of guys do that. And sometimes it works out. Most of the time, it doesn't. Sometimes people wear the, wear each other down. But I, I mean, don't know. I don't. No means
0: no. Yeah, she didn't say no. I he guess. Never, to we be don't fair, see. Fair. He no. never
1: was forceful. He was just right. creepy. And
0: I love I love <laughs> Dan the weatherman creepy. That's yeah, probably. Yeah, the best way well to do it.
1: Well she's so Stevie's on the on the on her set. She owns a lighthouse, which is also her radio station, mm-hmm. and she's doing a show and then Blake, who is this who was the leader of the lepers, or the pirate captain, as I would like to say. Arr. Yeah. It reads like the the piece of driftwood that she got says six must die and then it bursts into flames.
0: You're talking about when it, like, possessed the tape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's a really neat scene. Um, I looked up the effect on how they did the water through the driftwood. They basically hooked up. So when it's sitting there, it just says Dane, right? Mm-hmm. And then they hooked up um, some small, like, tubing to the back of it mm-hmm. in, like, three spots. Flooded water up through it, which pushed through the driftwood out, trickled down. The water then, you know, got down into the tape player, which is what's running the recording. It's like her pre-show recording. It basically just keeps repeating itself. Right. But as the water hits that, then they did their effect where they possessed, the ghost possessed the tape recorder and said, Six must draw Right? Yeah. Then the shit burst on fire or into flames. And, and yeah, that, that's that's the scene basically. Well, but, Stevie,
1: Stevie extinguishes it immediately. Yep. And then like the plank. It says again, Dane. Yep. Which you know that that throws her off. She's a little shaken. And I think she shook. She yeah. At some point she she connects to Dan or Mr. Atkin's character uh, Nick. I don't I don't remember exactly where, but the uh, Nick and Elizabeth they go on the seagrass. Well,
0: he calls into the radio station. Yeah, because he's. I mean, that's how they initially connect, but he's, so he's there to pick up his uh, stuff at the dock from the gentleman who went out on the seagrass. So that's, that's basically the storyline there. That's how they get kind of roped in this whole mm-hmm. thing. He's on his way to pick up a delivery from his fishermen friends. And then he's like, no, there's no way. It doesn't matter how drunk we got. We always came back or let them know we weren't coming back tonight. And his buddies basically don't show up. And that's because all three of them are still on the seagrass out in the middle of the ocean they got whacked by these ghost pirates right so um where we're at right now in in the movie at least is uh tom atkins character and jamie lee curtis they're heading out now because a guy owes tom a favor so they're heading out to go find the seagrass
1: yeah so nick tom's character nick castle yep he they go to this boat and they find one of the fishermen. Or they, I think they find one body, and it has, one... he has no eyes. Yeah. So they take him to the coroner, and the coroner's like, "Ah, I need to pull you aside, Nick. And they have a conversation. They leave Elizabeth alone in the room of the corpse. And yep. the corpse reanimates, gets up. He's, he's back, and he's about to stab her. Or oh, you slice think. Slice. You think so, and then he plops down. And on the floor, you see the number three, three.
0: scratched on. So as a listener... You should know right now, we've already mentioned... <laughs> this is just us kind of helping everyone paint the picture. Six must die. He scribbled, he scribbled three into the ground. And that either means he's killed three or three are left. Doesn't really matter. They, they gave you a pretty good, you know, answer. Basically, three. So we know at this point that three are left, however they want to do it or whatever. Um, and from here, I mean... There's so much like
1: exposition, pretty much.
0: Basically, yeah. We I, I mean, f-
1: is she the mayor or what, what, whoever?
0: She is, first of all, she's the, the guy who went out on the seagrass. That's his wife. But she's also um, either the mayor or like a councilman of some type, councilwoman yeah. um, for the town. And she's, she's an important figurehead she's, of some type.
1: She's place. leading the celebration and she's talk, she has her assistant who's like, yes, Sandy, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And she's like, you're the only person who can make yes, ma'am sound awful or something along those
0: lines. You're the only person who can make yes, ma'am sound like go fuck yourself or something like that.
1: And then she says, yes, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> <Right> ma'am. <laughs> after that. <laughs> so
0: she's Annie from Halloween. Mm. Um, another callback character that John Carpenter John, was in love with. John
1: Carpenter loves reusing actors yep. that he, you know, he has a good connection with. Yeah, He's, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Uh,
0: Annie's so. character, Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: I uh, also Kurt Russell.
0: Kurt Russell is a uh, huge one.
1: Yeah, I would say Annie would have been another. Just uh and he usually puts himself in his movies. I don't. I don't know if he did in this one or not. I haven't looked in the trivia, but he like he put himself. Oh, in the damn! Movie.
0: Yeah, you're right. I didn't look.
1: He was a corpse in the thing. So yeah, who knows? And who Annie knows?
0: and Annie is Tom Atkins' wife, if you remember in Halloween three. That's right. Yeah. So like That's she's right. she's been in all three of these movies that we've discussed on the podcast so far. She can't be in the thing because it's all dudes, but that's a whole other story for another week.
1: I well, there was a female voice in the thing,
0: but cast. it's his wife.
1: Y- yes, it was John Carpenter's wife at the time. Yeah. Yes, at the time. Well, <laughs> anyhow, I'm not so, so sure
0: I want you. You're just a voice on the phone.
1: Stevie's left her uh, her son. I think at this point with the babysitter Beatrice. Yes. She's at the lighthouse alone. Uh, Dan the. The weatherman calls her. He's got a knock at the door, and she's like, "Don't open the door! Don't open the door! Don't open the door!" Dan opens the door. And- so you just
0: you just blew right through the quote.
1: What was, you, you just
0: you were you were you let I gave it to you. You were leading up to it beautifully, and then we just missed it. I wow. was hoping you had that one written down. I ruined it. No, you didn't ruin it. You're good. So basically, they're flirting on the phone still, and this is where Stevie shows a little bit of flirting back. I'd say. The most minuscule. But
1: if flirting in a way of, hey, leave me alone. Maybe. she's She relies on him for her work. Like, I wouldn't, to me, in my perspective, like, if I were her, I'd be, I would be doing the same thing. Just, I don't want this guy to get angry at me because he's a co sure. But I don't want anything to do with him beyond professional, like, beyond a professional setting. Right. That's fair.
0: So, basically, um, she's like, I'm not so sure I want you. You're just a voice on the phone. Right. And then he says, and you're just a voice in the radio, we'd make a perfect couple. Mm. So that's where he is definitely like laying it out there. He's flirting with her. He, he's letting her know he's flirting with her more than just a, a friend. Well, but,
1: everybody's after her. Like there are other characters earlier on in the movie The fishermen are talking about yeah. her, like how attracted they yeah. are to her. And it, if geez, she wasn't,
0: a, if she wasn't so married to her work, she probably would have met someone in that town that she found attractive. She
1: has her son like I don't I think she's no, doing she's fine. super busy. She's a strong, independent woman, she don't need a man.
0: Agreed, she's very busy.
1: and you know who, who, who are we to judge what who she's attracted to in the first place?: We don't even know who she's attracted we don't, to. exactly. so anyhow, Dan opens the door
0: dumb decision
1: and he gets hooked in the throat which is a
0: pretty good kill right um he's number four so it's like a hook
1: like one of those scythe hooks
0: mm-hmm. like yeah. an ice block hook or a fisherman's hook type thing yeah uh i know what you did last summer that's the right the kill what is it the kill the kill weapon right yep so let's see i i mean the 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 main point here that we're working through is that the town is still planning on throwing this big party Mm-hmm. They're not so far. Not everyone's really aware that people are going missing and that people are being killed.
1: Well, it's four people so far, and phone lines are getting cut, power's getting cut. Um, Stevie's, All done by the fog. Stevie's like going crazy at this point on her radio station. She's like, "Don't go in the fog. Don't let it in."
0: Yep, she's guy. Uh, she's like basically telling her son um, and the babysitter right. to to get the hell out of that house and to run. She's basically yelling over she's the telling, radio line.
1: Head north, like if you're. She
0: starts to guide him. Yep. She's
1: going. Don't head south. Head north. The fog is coming in. Stay away from it. And it's like glowing. It's like a magical glowing fog. But anyhow, the uh, the babysitter. She's she's an older lady. She uh, she hears a knock at the door. She tells Annie. She's like, go to your room, young man. I'll give you a butterscotch, and she. <laughs> goes to the door and kill number five right there dies she gets impaled um i i want to say it was like a pipe i don't i can't it's just i, I can't really see these kills very well in this film
0: yeah no, but, I, I they're not really on screen to be fair no. a lot of these kills are like a sudden movement a jump scare and then it cuts away and moves on in the story. These aren't super extravagant gore fest kills, so if you're into gore, not a, it's not going to be a big thing for you. If you don't like gore and you still like suspense and jump scares, this is perfect for you. Right.
1: And so, like going back, I don't, I don't remember who. I remember the mayor or the councilwoman, or whoever she is, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, the the actress, whoever her character is she hears the radio station at some point she's like mm-hmm. what's this and
0: yeah so they're basically driving okay so so they to, go to... to get you caught up right. tom atkins um so nick castle and elizabeth save andy in the truck
1: well before that even like
0: well they hear the radio when they're on their way to the um on their way home from the celebration right, right? so she's stressed and worried that her husband's not coming home they get in the car sandy tells her we need to go home and she once again makes kind of that comment like you know what, you can be a real bitch sometimes but you're right I need to go home.
1: Even before that like they they get stuck in a pothole in their truck
0: when they're rescuing Andy, Andrew, the yeah, boy. Yeah, they
1: have to drive in reverse. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so just to get out. So they save yeah. Andy, they get out and they head to the church. Mm-hmm. We have all of our all the characters who've been introduced to us so far all meet at the church. We Except have
0: for Stevie She's stuck at the DJ booth.
1: That's right. Stevie. Stevie's there the whole time.
0: She's an independent woman. She's, she doesn't need anyone.
1: She's the uh, the boy. She's the uh, she's the very uppity person in the theater who yells at the, the screen saying, Oh, don't go that way. She really uh, is. Yeah, yeah no.
0: Because no. she's guiding them through the town as the fog is cutting off different right. areas of the streets, which is really cool. It's actually a really nice way of, I guess, doing it. Because normally, you know, you don't have that kind of... Um, all-seeing, all-knowing, omnipresent kind of figure helping you get to a safe place? And she does. She guides them to the church, and they get there safely. But now, like you're saying, all the characters who have come into contact with the ghosts um, or anything to do with the ghosts are all there. So you've got...
1: We have the uh, Kathy, who is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, the actress. Uh, she, uh, Kathy, we have her assistant, we have Andy, we have Nick, we have Elizabeth, and we have Father Malone. Yep. And I think there might be... One other person? I don't, I'm not sure. I don't
0: remember. I, don't think, so. I, think, we're, but I think you're right. At
1: this point, the fog's kind of rolling in, and Father Malone, he, he confronts Blake's ghost, and he throws the cross down. He's like, here's your goal. The ghost disappears.
0: Did you notice when the ghost started attacking the church, like that first hand that comes through the window and grabs Sandy or whatever? Like, Father Malone doesn't even flinch. He is, like, so drunk or... I don't know, his character knew it was going to happen or whatever, that he doesn't even move. There is no reaction. Everybody else in that room, like, freaks out, but he's just, like, stoic. Yep, that happened.
1: I think he is (laughs) drunk, because they show him drinking quite a bit, but as far as the reaction go, they're probably have something. Should have had something. a little delayed. It it was, you're right, that, not the best acting on his part, but, you know, it's an 80s. But they're all, they're all battling
0: the ghost pirates Mm -hmm. at this point, trying not to be the sixth victim. Because mm-hmm. um, Father Malone once again gives us more exposition as they went in with the book again, explaining that you know they're gonna come back for the gold now. This is basically let them know. So these ghost pirates are all like trying to get to them and everything. Like you said, they, they end up breaking into the main uh, auditorium area seating mm-hmm. and they and Blake that's when Blake walks up to Father Malone because Father Malone grabbed the Golden cross mm-hmm. and then walked out to them. He gave and it then to them. he he basically handed it to Blake and then this like l- like beam of light and fog begins to consume the three entities Blake right. the golden cross and the reverend
1: well nick pulls father malone away yep which breaks the connection so everybody leaves at at some point everybody's safe after mm-hmm. this like the ghosts take it they're gone it's like the fog's gone too and it's like
0: it's f- almost roll credits time yeah, Like yeah, you yeah. feel like this is the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they, and then afterwards, you see Father Malone. He's in a room. And he's like, why not me, Blake? When then you see the first close-up of a ghost. There's no fog around him. And the ghost slices off Father Malone's head. And then the credits roll.
0: Yeah, it was great. I mean, that that ending was really good. I, I think it had a really nice twist.
1: I, You know, I really kind of... He did a good job with this movie. I just...
0: I don't know why
1: it's so not memorable.
0: Because it's slow, man. Like, the pacing is just god-awful slow. The acting is nothing, ex- like, special. No. We've seen Tom Atkins act way better than this. We've mm. seen Jamie Lee Curtis act better than this. I mean, those are your two main characters, really. Stevie did a phenomenal job. She, mm-hmm. hands down, best actress in this movie. Mm-hmm. And Best that's, character. <laughs> yes,
1: best character as well. Second would be Kathy's assistant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes, ma'am yes ma'am yeah, we didn't she's... get enough
1: of her assistant
0: we really didn't and we don't get enough of um, more of the town I would say like you only get really that one gathering at the town for the celebration and you really get no other attachment to this town you could give two shits about this town
1: they they remade this movie in 2005 so when this this movie came out by the way it, I think it grossed like about 21 million I think we talked about this earlier um, they, uh, that's off the top of my head we can we can fact check that later, but
0: please don't fact check us.
1: <laughs> I, essentially, this movie did really well despite it being kind of panned by the critics, and it wasn't like it did pretty well for a horror movie back in the '80s, like back when horror movies were a little bit a bigger thing than they are now. But they remade it in 2005, and it's terrible.
0: Agreed. Yeah, it's so bad. There's very few remakes that are actually good in our day and age that are you know remakes. For instance, um, the thing got remade. Um, what it about it? Was it was terrible?
1: What about the Halloween remake? Because that was the that's the Rob Zombie one. I haven't seen it yet.
0: So we'll get there. I think one day. Um, it's got to be on the list because we have to talk about the pros and cons of that film
1: we also remade friday the 13th i think no not yet no not yet
0: no friday the 13th wasn't done by rob zombie it was done by uh someone else but it was it was it was a full-on remake um of it but it wasn't so here's the deal with remakes um nowadays you you've got like true blue remakes um like the fog one which was a literal almost shot for shot trying to remake the the movie
1: also nightmare on elm street which i thought was better than the original
0: okay which i know that's pretty controversial would not agree with me on that yeah um only because i don't i don't like the way they went with uh freddie with his character i i personally don't like it i like the original idea i liked they they made him way too much child rapey i
1: i thought that's what made it a little bit better is like make him kind of a well, he was always rapey. He was always he a was, rapey character. He,
0: he was without them having to, like, walk you to it and show you it. You know what I, I mean? I understand that. Yeah. I agree with you there. And then Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is just a whole nother bag of fun. We'll go over that. We'll, we'll, oh, I, I think I, we'll review that one I first. I can't wait. Oh, for sure. That's
1: the only one I haven't seen.
0: 2 is on the um, list. None of the others are on the list right now.
1: Right. We, we should probably put that on there sooner than later. Uh, no, I i feel like back in the day also directors and producers had a bit more creative freedom to make the films they wanted to make without having executives getting in the way and kind of jingle their hands around and ruin things just look at no offense dc fans but most of the dc movies are terrible justice league was bad batman versus superman oh such a great movie to not watch
0: This is not that kind of a podcast. We're not going to go butcher my... my... I I would
1: have to say Batman vs. Superman is a great horror movie. (laughs) It terrifies me.
0: All right, let's get back on track. (laughs) Back on track here with our fun facts and trivia. Let's do it. So, um, I did a terrible job of actually going and doing any more research than what I've already probably discussed. Other than the one thing I know for sure that I read um, was Stevie's character was mimicking uh, a famous disc jockey from the 60s whose name was um, Allison Steele. So that's really interesting. Uh, To me, she was known as the Nightbird back in the 60s when she was a disc jockey. So that's who she was mimicking her sultry voice after, if you want to go Google that and get some more audio for you audiophiles out there. Well,
1: So John Carpenter actually chose to shoot this movie in an anamorphic widescreen Panavision. And he he just decided to kind of give it a bigger feel to make it not look like a low budget horror film, which it was. It it felt like it could be.
0: I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't you, a high budget. Yeah, no, it was. It was so seven hundred and fifty million was Halloween. This was one million and then the fog got fifteen million.
1: Well tell me tell me what you're talking about, like going back to, to the trivia. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about boton? You're talking about makeup specialist Rob Botten yesterday.
0: Yeah. So he Oh what was I talking about? It was him? like
1: six feet five, six foot five. Oh, and, that's yeah. right.
0: So basically Botten asked Carpenter if he could be he wanted to be in the movie. So Carpenter told him to stand up. So Botten stands up in the room and Botten thought he was gonna say, and now get out. But instead he said you're going to be Blake. So, Botten actually got to play Blake in the movie because he was six foot five and just a huge man. He was just a big dude. So, they thought he would be the perfect guy to play Blake uh, in the film, which is cool. Because remember, in a week, we're going to be talking about the thing. And Botten was actually the makeup specialist at the age of 22 for that film, which means he was only 20 when he starred in this film.
1: Very well known makeup specialist today, today. Very, very renowned. Uh, a lot of people actually think, is he the one that kind of made a school or? No, that's Savini. That's Savini. Okay. My fave. Right. Uh, well, so actually there's one cool thing. So Father Malone, when he discovers the journal, uh, it very briefly kind of shows one of the pages. And <laughs> if you look at what it says, it says, my college education to work writing dumb shit. And this fucking movie's props being one. It's time to bring the words guide or the big tits, tattoos, and shaved beavers. I know horny blank would go blank some of that. Yeah, that's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, so if you pause, I think if you pause the movie at the right, right moment, you can actually see the the full on page that you're discu- that you're talking about. Yeah,
1: they use jazz music for the radio
0: station. Yeah, because it's cheaper exactly than rock music. Yeah, I saw that one too. I was like, you know, that one that it's good, but I don't. I we're s-
1: we're stealing these from IMDb by the way. Oh yeah, we're just totally we're, ripping we're off IMDb. This off. So uh, when we get sued for nothing because this is all done for free, Uh <laughs> these are, these are really cool things to look at. You know. Uh, check is. out check out the uh, the trivia if you're interested. And Kurt,
0: always read the reviews.
1: Kurt Russell was offered a role in this movie. That's one of the coolest things.
0: It's actually kind of. I mean,
1: Kurt. If Kurt Russell I, was the main character in this film, it would not have been much better. I can't
0: see him in in Tom Atkins' role though. I can't as a fisherman.
1: I can't easily. Okay. Easily, he was a carpenter in uh, Overboard with Colby on.
0: Yeah, but that was a comedy. Yeah, but I guess it would add Kurt more Russell humor to
1: this. Is a comedy.
0: I mean, the fact that John Carpenter initially wanted it to be PG and not R is actually... That makes more sense with a Kurt Russell, funnier version of Tom Atkins' character, maybe. This I one, mean, there's no nudity in this movie. This how movie did it get sh- such an R rating?
1: Back in the 80s, like it was very questionable like how they rated things. Like, There's a movie called My Bully or something like that that starred Rick Moranis and uh, Tom Arnold, I think. Okay. And it was rated R, but there's...
0: No not much it to it TV for. TV. And then you get freaking PG 13 movies that have full frontal nudity of old ladies. Critters too. Ev- uh, uh, elves. Elves. How the fuck did we she get a full frontal. Old. She's of...
1: still alive and she still looks the same. Yeah, but
0: she didn't look good. Remember we talked about that? No,
1: she's not attractive. Oh. But that's uh, it's all the, uh, the 1980s, whatever the stuff they were doing back then. I don't know.
0: Well, that's all we've got for fun facts and trivia. That's all we got. We're going mean, to move on to coming general. soon. For February So the horror movies being released in February Remember we do these uh, Usually the first episode of the month Um, The reason why we do this is just to give you as listeners A chance to kind of reach back out to us And let us know if there's anything you want us to go watch for you And report back on Um, So some of the movies coming out in February Are uh, in the horror aspect Are Come to Daddy um, Which has Elijah Wood in it The Um, The Lodge After Midnight Fantasy Island, Ooh, actually,
1: VFW. I'm interested in Fantasy Island.
0: Okay, uh, Brahms, The Boy Two, The Invisible Man. Right, um, and that's that's it. That's it for February from my my perspective. You
1: can't forget little. That's a terrifying. Oh, that came out in January. You're right.
0: Good try, though, Sir quiet. Clark.
1: What about the Quiet Place Two? I was. When is that coming out again?
0: Uh, that's not till later in the year, March. Mm. Yeah later later in the year (laughs)
1: testing it here
0: um i mean are we gonna go see that
1: you know what we might okay might have to see the first one too
0: well what have you been up to lately what have you watched read or listened to lately
1: you know i've been uh i watched the witcher on netflix a while ago and i've been re-watching through it it's a It's one of those series that they really want you to watch again just so you can make sense which timeline you're in. Okay. They do not do a very good job of explaining this is in the past, this is in the past past, this is in the present.
0: Have you read the books, comics, graphic novels, and or played the video game series?
1: I played the first two games. I have no interest in reading the books. I I know that the show is based off the books. just I'd rather not read a book that was not written in my mother language that has been translated Um, especially if it's translated from Polish to English Um, no offense I'm sure they're great books but my understanding is they just jump right into it and you have no idea of what's going on unless you read the short stories first and even then there's still a bit of confusion Interesting. so I I like a little bit of world building in my books I like a little bit of things and I don't I'll watch the show Okay, it's kind of my thing right now. But I yeah, like it. I how about like yourself?
0: It. So, uh, the wife and I have been watching a show. Um, she loved it last season. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to be like a big hit, but um, some of you have definitely heard of the show. You on Netflix, starring Penn Badgley from uh, Gossip Girl, and basically it, it follows this character Joe, um, who's a bookstore owner, and it follows him through this creepy path of social stalking. This young girl, uh, Beck, and just kind of uh, how he wins her over through stalking her and knowing more than she needs to know. What? Yeah, he's a total creep, and he basically I hate this already. he knows so much about her that he can bend people, manipulate people, get rid of people by murdering them, and make her think that he's the hero. Um, and then you know it it just it uh, it still. Twisted me, even though I thought I knew how it was going to end. Um, but season two just relaunched, so I had to finish season one because I hadn't finished it yet. We've done that now, and we'll be we'll be moving on to season two. And I'll get got kind your of an wife idea. To watch this. She got me to watch it. Really? Yeah. So there's a couple of shows like that, uh, Vampire Diaries. So I started watching that show first for the vampire aspect. She started watching it because I had it on and she was looking over my shoulder, whatever and fell in love with the romance Mm. options and then yep and then she ends up finishing it and i didn't even end up finishing it no i Um, I
1: lost interest when i saw the first five minutes i don't i don't blame you yeah but uh
0: so anyways that's that's what i've been up to lately nice yeah um
1: let's jump into the plugs portion here
0: plugs away let's talk
1: about our email address first Okay. those of you who love to uh, give us some feedback, who would love to uh, maybe even guest star on our podcast and suggest a film to watch with us, please email us at
0: two guys and some horror at gmail.com, fully written out.
1: And then for our Instagram and our Twitter, it's the number two. Yes. Guys Horror Pod.
0: Correct. So it is a little confusing. We do apologize. The show name's rather long, so.
1: We'll, we'll put this information, it'll be in the description. Uh, always. Also, so. Please give us a give us a check. Shout out to us. Look at our Instagram. Look at us. Look at our Twitter. What movies do you want to watch? What movies do you like? What's your favorite horror movie? What's your least favorite horror movie?
0: So, just want to give a cool shout out to um, one of the uh, another podcast that follows us and um, has shown us some love. They left us a really nice review on iTunes. Um, they are Unwanted Things. You can follow them at things underscore unwanted um they are an anthology podcast about horror and unwanted things which is really really nifty i've given a couple of their episodes a listen and every time i listen to it it's it's just it blows my mind what people can come up with but i just want to read their uh, their review real quick so um it's titled hidden gem i love horror but unfortunately don't have many friends that share that interest so i love this show because it helps me feel like a part of a conversation about some great movies maybe even opening my eyes to a new movie occasionally um uh, we really appreciate that thank you for that review and um reviews are super helpful um subscriptions are super hel- uh, helpful on like spotify and other podcast sources so um if you want to see more of us and and help us build a bigger following um yeah make sure you leave that like that that follow that subscribe those retweets whatever it may be you know come hang out with us we ring, ring that bell since ring, we're not on youtube but ring ding, that bell. That bell. ding that bell um yeah, we, we really do appreciate everything you guys do for us. And we have a lot of fun doing it. So um, come share that that fun and that happiness with us. Yeah, thank you for, for
1: participating in this journey with us. This is a love project for Curtis and me. And we really like you having you along for the ride. So thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you guys. See you later.
1: So much for uh listening to us and as always we'll be here next week we love you guys hope to hear again hope you listen to us again more clark gaffs 2020 clark gaffs all the time